Show number 32 of I Read Comics. So, let's review Superboy. Oh, no, that's the next movie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Son of. Son of Superman. Okay, so we're here um, in the mobile podcasting unit, a.k.a. my car, <laughs> to review the movie we just saw, which is Superman Returns, and I'm here with my um, podcasting buddy, Logan. I meant to tell you that somebody, after hearing our review of X-Men, called us the dynamic duo. Oh, really? Which I thought was really that's funny. That's pretty good. Um, so we just got out of the movies, and now we're sitting in the cozy car again. Yeah. And we've been not talking to each other since we get out of the movie because we wanted to save it. I've zipped my lip so, several times. So, okay, you start. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I tried to avoid reading the reviews and seeing the leaked clips and stuff. And the one thing that I read in general on one of the reviews was that from the very beginning with um, Jor-El's voice all the way through the opening... Uh, action sequence. It's just a sweeping um, movement that draws you in. And and I think that, for me, John Williams, uh, first of all, yeah. it just doesn't... It's timeless. And I just was grinning, and I loved how, after the first action sequence, everyone was clapping. That was cool. It just... Uh, I don't know. There's something about this character that's, that is just classic. So, a couple things I noticed right off. First of all, and I'm, I'm so happy they did this this movie is really an homage to the first movie uh, and, the, yeah. and the second movie, mm-hmm. but really the first movie in so many ways. And I love that. I yeah, think it's great it's because great. that movie has gone underappreciated, I think, for a really long time. You know, it was great when it first came out. I remember seeing it in the theater when it came out. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> it was the best thing ever. And then I think it really fell into disfavor for a long time among people who felt it was too sappy yeah. and, and too, like... Boy Scoutish, the right. way the way he was, but I don't that's think that's wrong is. at all. That's <laughs> it's so true to the character. Yeah. So I was so glad that they kept so many elements by using the music and using yeah. um, Jor-El, Marlon Brando, and the Art Deco kind of stuff. The uh, Art Deco stuff, and and you know the whole way the Fortress of Solitude was seen in those mm-hmm. movies. I think all of that was great. Oh, and also a very 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 nice touch um, when he goes back to the farmhouse. Did you notice on the mantelpiece? There's a picture of of um, his father? Of Clark, or of, uh... Henry. Isn't it Henry? Oh, Jonathan. God, I'm getting it wrong. Jonathan. Jonathan. No. The, the actor who played him in the first uh, movie, no. I'm totally blanking on yeah, his name. Yeah, I don't know his name. But yeah, it was there, and I thought, that was just... That's cool. So nice that they did that. Yeah, I, uh... I just have to say, I, I was grinning the whole time. <laughs> I, I cried a little bit. Not, not near the end. Oh, first of all, we have to give the disclaimers. Oh, right. Huge giant spoilers, because we're not going to not say anything. Right. We're going <laughs> to say everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was... I laughed a couple of times, yeah. not because it was funny, but because it was just so exhilarating and good, and he just... He's the... The character is... You forget how good he is and how good he makes you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things about Superman that is so different, say, from Batman. You know, Batman's all about vengeance in a way and mm-hmm. and the darkness of your you know soul and superman's just the opposite and and 
just really warms you up and makes you want to just do good. And, um, yeah, I just, okay. A couple things about the character and about the actor. I read that. So in the Chronicle, Mm -hmm. uh, they, they didn't hate the movie, but they didn't love it. And they thought that neither Kate Bosworth nor, um, Brendan Ruth got Clark or Lois right. And I, 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 disagree. I disagree with that. I yeah. think that Lois isn't the same Lois as Margot Kidder, yeah. and that's fine. I wouldn't want to see the same exact characters. No one can pull that off. Mm-hmm. But he got both of those characters right. I thought he did a wonderful job. He was really, I mean, channeling Christopher Reeve in a lot totally. of ways. But but in a good way. Not He wasn't trying right. to, to Recreate imitate him. him. Right. No, but definitely using that. His So one of the things, the goofy, you know, when he turns around and full of chicken in his mouth, uh-huh. or uh, uh, just the goofy wave uh-huh. and the smile... Um, when he's Clark, and then when his his voice deepens, yep. and it's so baritone, and he's so... It's not that he's forceful or anything, it's just he's so much um, different. Well, you, he, you, you, you see the power in him when yeah. he's being Superman, and yeah. he's very, very good at keeping that cloaked when he's being Clark. Yeah. That you don't get that, that feeling from him. He almost lets it slip a couple times, you know? And uh, I love when, when the little boy... Mm-hmm. Jason? Jason, yeah. Uh... Figures it out. Yeah, that was that, great. That was, that was great. really well done. It was very funny. Yeah. Very, very funny. Um, they, I thought, one of the things I really liked about the way Brandon Ruth played Superman, and not so much Clark, but the way he played Superman, which I thought was also something that Christopher Reeve had done really well, was that even when he's being Superman, he's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. And... He really seems like an alien, yeah. even though he's been living on Earth since he was a baby or however old he was Three supposed to be. Whatever. Yeah, when they when they got him, um, he really seems like he's not one of us. Yeah, it, but it's very understated and very subtle. And I, I love that about the first movie that he was always a little enigmatic when he would say these things, and he would appear out of nowhere, and then he would disappear, and he would say things like "I'm always around," and right. you know, it was very much a. Um, you, you'll never really know who I am. Those lines are so straight out of the, they are. the original movie. They are. great. Movies. I love it. Will, will we see you around? I'm always around. Yeah. All of that. And, and when he says you shouldn't be smoking this right, lane. Right. Oh, it's great. It's so good. So good. Just, yeah. I think that had they not, had they tried to avoid all of the the original movies and it would have flopped. And yet if they had tried to use everything from mm-hmm. it, it would have flopped. And they did just the right amount, I thought. Um, I do think uh, we, we should, I should say that Brandon Ruth is hot. <laughs> Wow. Is that H-A-W-T? It's all spellings. Uh, I was amazed at uh, just his hair was right. Uh, his face was right. The the eyes. I'm pretty sure there are contacts. There are contacts. I could see them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the the physique when he was yeah, Superman. Yeah. Everything. The costume upgraded. Yep. Amazing. He looked so good. And, and we were both extremely pleased that they did a shirtless scene with him because I think that end. was that was a must. That was total fan service. Even, and I'm glad they did it. And before that, I have to say, the part that I noticed so much were his legs. <gasps> his legs are amazing! <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if that's CGI at all. I don't know. I but. don't know. So, given his, his beautiful legs, um, the poses that they took from Alex yeah. Ross were so amazing. good. When he's really setting the well car done. down. When he's setting the car down. I mean, sorry, down. the... the both, both the car and the club. And when he's landing and he's yeah. got that one leg cocked and yeah. his arms are sort of spread with his cape. Yeah. Or when he's flying and he stops yep. and he kind of uses his hands. So raw, it's, so uh, iconic. Yes. I um, I also thought something they did, and this is a, has been um, a criticism of other of the other movies is and some of the comics as well, is if someone's in motion and comes to a complete stop, 
the reaction will cause a serious, uh, well, it's going to be a, a violent reaction, right? Mm-hmm. And in the comics, you always see him so flying super fast, and then he just lands slightly. Mm-hmm. And in this, in the in the uh, on the island, he comes, and he lands, and this creates this crater. Yeah, that was cool. And I think that's great because that they're just being a little more true to the mm-hmm. physics of it all. Um, the, so the action sequences I thought were really good. So there's a couple of big ones. So there's the the thing at the beginning where he saves the plane, right. which was awesome. Where he he um, catches the crook <laughs> with the the howitzer, which was oh, like right. so awesome. I think the bullet in the eye might have been a little gratuitous, but yes, it was gratuitous. But I liked time, it anyway. Everyone <laughs> cheered in the movie like, theater. Woo, that was so cool. Yeah. Um, when he um, has to lift this island straight out of the ocean <laughs> and take it into space, that was really cool. There was a lot of fast flying, yes, which was very good, especially in 3D. Oh, I should mention, so we saw it at the IMAX right. in 3D. And the way 3D works for those people who aren't going to get to see it at IMAX is that they give you the goofy glasses, which I stole, <laughs> and um, on the screen you get this little flashing icon of the glasses and it's green when you put the glasses on and then it's red when you take them off so it's not the whole movie it's 20 minutes total yeah um, which is for budgetary reasons if i read yeah if i remember what i read so it's mostly the action sequences but there's also a beautiful sequence at the beginning when he's remembering what it was like to discover his powers and it's just him as a boy um joyously in in kansas running and jumping and and learning how to do it and i thought that was great that they did that in 3d so you missed the first preview uh it was uh, did they show spider-man no 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 they didn't um i am assuming they will only show that in the regular regular theaters um they showed this uh little penguin dancing on the iceberg Singing yeah, for, the Spanish song. I don't Robin think Williams. he was singing. Mm-hmm. It was just, and it was called Happy Feet. as in a preview for yeah, Happy Feet, yeah. and it was stunning, um, all CG, but just stunning because, uh, and then they don't give you the the icon. So at first, people were, why, why is it? <laughs> hey guys, it's fuzzy. And then people are like, are we supposed to? And then you know, everyone, oh, you'd think they would tell you, right? But it was amazing, and, and all the previews were CG and yeah. uh, and in three D. That was cool. That was cool. And then just to have that so early on in the movie mm-hmm. really uh, added to the sweeping you in and, and um, just, yeah. And <laughs> and then I, I think probably my favorite part of that first scene is when he catches the plane and he, he's stopping it and mm-hmm. he, he lands it in the, the ballpark is the applause. Yeah. Because it's what you're doing. It's of what the course. audience did at the end. And, yep. and he's got the stadium. He's got people all over Metropolis clapping and and applauding his return really yeah and yeah it just it just made made me uh feel warm and excited and i can't wait for the rest of this movie i thought um supporting characters were all really good Mm -hmm. so eve marie saint as his mother is martha she was good um except for that shade of lipstick at the very end when she's outside (laughs) the hospital Um, the guy who played Jimmy Olsen, he was very good. Yeah, I don't know who he, he was, is. He was funny. Yeah. In that, that Jimmy Olsen way. Um, Sam Worthington, I think is his name. Um, that may be slightly wrong. Uh, Frank Langella, who I was sure was going to be a bad guy because right. he always plays bad guys. I was like, oh, he's Perry White. That was pretty good. He did good. a good job, yeah, too. Yeah, he was good. Um, I uh, I liked the um, Kevin Spacey's Lex uh-huh. Luthor. I think that they made a wise choice. Lex Luthor's character wasn't really that well developed. And I don't think it needed to be because this was about Superman returning and yeah. fighting his like eternal enemy. But he did a good job. Mm-hmm. And there was the one scene when he's uh, talking to Lois and he's like, let me hear you say it. And she <laughs> says, you know, you're crazy. And not wrong. <laughs> that scene is really good. It really captures um, his ego, but his insanity as well. Yeah. I, I thought 
this was a tough job for any actor because Gene Hackman has pretty big shoes to fill right, for after right. the first two movies. Totally. He was brilliant in the first movie. Yeah. In the second movie, it went a little further into <laughs> right. just hamishness, silliness. silliness. Yeah. yeah, but the first movie, he was he was so awesome. And and again, other little nods to the first movie. Did you notice on the meteor that they steal from the museum? It came from Addis Ababa, which is where they went in the first oh, movie. Oh, right, right. That was the whole thing. Yeah. to go there. And I was like, oh, that was so cool. I did notice. I just didn't put two yeah. and two together. Um, I thought that Parker Posey was funny, <laughs> she was and, very funny. And, and yet different than her normal character, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she wasn't really comic relief, um, and but she pulls off the same thing that uh, the original actress it's did. Valerie Perrine, I think, yeah. Um, where she's, she's obviously Lex Luthor's sidekick, but also has this crush on Superman. Mm-hmm. And you can see that, and, you know, uh, she in the end... I wouldn't say saves the day, but she foils Lex's plans yeah. for the future, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> I, I thought the dogs were actually the the comic. Really <laughs> that was very funny. That whole dog thing. Times. That was good. Um, there, there was a lot of um, crashing things yeah. in this movie, and because we were seeing it in IMAX um, 3D, and we were real. <laughs> I mean, you can't not be that close to the screen. It was a little overwhelming in the action yeah. sequences, and. Um, I think I would like to see it not in IMAX on a smaller screen so right. I could understand what was happening in the action sequence. I think better. the difficulty for me in the uh, 3D scenes was um, the human movement. Yeah. It, it blurs. The movement is too much and so, and the, the uh, edges are too round mm-hmm. um, to actually pop them out 3D perfectly. And so I kept trying to move my head around with my glasses to see if I could get um, Brandon Ruth or whoever it was at the time more in focus. Um, and when he's flying, it it's really didn't pop out as well as some yeah. of the other things. I think you would have to be exactly in the middle of the yeah. screen at exactly the bright distance away right. from have it. have much better 3D glasses yeah. than the free ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although they are pretty cool. They're good. They're that. better than the ones I remember but, from Yeah, before. they're not cardboard. <laughs> right. That's a big improvement. Um, so there were a couple things that I noticed that were subtle but I thought were really, really interesting. Um, in the scene where uh, they, they did a lot of panning shots of Metropolis, um, clearly New York City, but Metropolis. And um, I noticed that from the top, the Daily Planet building looks like it's made out of the same crystals from Krypton. Huh. They're all standing up around the edges like that. And I thought that was a really nice way to kind of show his um, how he belongs there in mm-hmm. a certain way, mm-hmm. that, that it's just like a second home to him. It's yeah. almost like his other fortress of solitude, where he belongs when he's with people. Right. So I thought subtly done, but really a nice touch as well. Mm-hmm. That was good. I think the thing we didn't see a lot of in this movie, and maybe it's just because they covered the ground so well in the first movie, um, is Clark's desire to, to, to be with Lois, yeah. but his inability to tell her. We, we saw it a little bit when his glasses fell off, mm-hmm. uh, when he was helping her pick up her things, and uh, he did, he almost brought them back down, yeah, and he was yeah. going to look right at her. Uh, and so we had a little bit. It was so much more subtle than in the first movie and the second movie, where he really uh, strives to tell Lois, yeah. and eventually does, where she finds out in the second movie. Oh, so I think the other important thing, and if... if um, people out there haven't read this yet, is that this movie is supposed to follow on from the first and second movie, as if the third and fourth never happened, given that they were awful and <laughs> shouldn't have existed in the first place. I mean, love Richard Pryor and all, but that was a really bad movie, and I don't even remember who played Nuclear Man or whatever. It was bad. <laughs> Wasn't it, he went around doing things like uh, 
setting the Leaning Tower of Pisa upright and you oh. know, really horrible things. Oh. And Superman went back and set them all right. Wreaking havoc Isn't on that, the world. That's right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it takes place after that, and um, it it is interesting. The, the one thing that um, I, I wasn't liking so much about Lois's character is that um, she still seemed a little young to me. Yeah. Like too young. I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, not. I mean, if you think of Margot Kidder's character five or six years later, she should have been a little less petulant mm-hmm. in some areas, especially there, there was one scene when, when Lois is telling Perry that she doesn't want to work on this story and she almost stamps her foot <laughs> right. and I was like, come on, yeah. you know, she, Lois doesn't do that. She's, she's more, well, especially a Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, I agree. But but you did get to see her being a good journalist, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. You know, she's on the phone, she's calling her sources, she's writing, she's doing it. So it was really nice to see her not just being ditzy, but actually being a really good journalist, even right. if she can't spell catastrophic. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> How many I, F's are in catastrophic? I, I wonder if that's, I, I don't remember, but I wonder if that's a, a um, sort of a callback to the comics if she was a bad speller. Well, she wasn't, though. I mean, that, that's kind of the thing. Um, Lois's character, as originally developed and then through most of the the run of Superman until maybe the, the, the 80s, I don't know because I stopped reading it, but she was a damn good reporter. Right. I mean, she was out there getting the stories and doing all that stuff. And, yeah. And even in the in the TV show, Lois and Clark, she was very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that was just a throwaway joke. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was funny. Yeah. Ha. Huh. So let's talk about her family. Um... James Marsden, playing her fiancé, almost husband, whatever. And I'm sitting there, the whole movie, going, isn't it cool that Scott Summers and Superman are in the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> what I thought is funny is now we see, I mean, in, in again, another spoiler, um, in X-Men, in case you haven't seen it, which is almost near impossible, uh, X-Men 3, uh, Cyclops dies right off the beginning, and now we or see... something. We don't know that he's dead. Okay, well, he gets eliminated <laughs> from the rest of the movie, and... Uh, now we see where, what he did with yeah, the rest yeah, of his so acting <laughs> summer, acting winter when they were filming. Um, he was very good. I he liked was great. Him. I actually liked his character almost, I would say, better than Lois's because I feel that what we got was his jealousy. Yeah. In the beginning, very mm-hmm. well. I think he portrayed it very well. It was written well. Yeah. And yeah. then in the end, his his acceptance yeah. of Superman when Superman saves them. Uh, take my hand and he does and just the look you know on his yep. face and, and then he turns around to go and help and all of it he, he just comes to realize that superman is uh no one can resist the temptation of yeah. you know loving superman and superman is part of his life whether he wants it or not right. he's there right. i thought that there's a, a the scene where um he where um what's his name in the movie richard richard, richard. when richard, richard confronts yeah when richard confronts lois and he says he finally asks her point blank, were yeah. you in love with him? And she says no, but he knows right. she's lying. Right. And it was really, I thought that was well played mm-hmm. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good moment. Um, and one thing I, I kind of thought of at the end, um, when he, he drops her off at the hospital because she has to go see Superman because he's, he's critically injured. And uh, she says, you know, do you think they'll let me in? And he says, well, you're Lois Lane, you know. Yeah, they will because you're Lois Lane. I thought that... There, there was something about the way he played it. It wasn't so much in the script that that they really they belong together in some way because he's the one who put up with her, yeah. with with her being Lois Lane and being this famous reporter. And even though he's a newspaper guy too, I, I really got the feeling that her career was more important than his. Yeah, and he was okay with that, yeah. and that's the way that they did it. And you know that was a really good reason for them to stay together. 
So let's uh, have this have this kid happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I, we we know that Superman and Lois hooked up um, in the second movie, yeah. and this one's supposed to follow that. Uh, couldn't have been when he was human, could it? Who knows? I don't know. Clearly, son of Superman has some powers. She, now, do you think she knew that? You maybe always wonder, but... So, so A, did she know that, that it was Superman's kid? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. So the, the, all the clues point to no, because he's really smart, and much like Lois and his dad, uh, Richard White, uh, gives all these great grades, but then gets a D in gym. Right. And has asthma. And he takes and all has, pills and right, vitamins. And he's and... got allergies and all the rest of it. So clearly not a, a super being. Mm-hmm. Or so we think. Okay. Because I'm, I'm wondering if she thinks that he might be son of Superman. Um, she clearly, I think she clearly doesn't know that he's got powers. Mm. Or that he could even have powers. So I don't know. I don't know whether she knows. She might suspect it. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> Lex suspected um, yeah, Immediately. <laughs> and and I, I didn't really see why. I think he, when he pulled out the kryptonite barrel, mm-hmm. um... I guess we're supposed to see the kid get weaker. But he didn't. He didn't. See, that was the thing. I was wondering, like, whether because now Son of Superman, Jason, is is most more human, if he's not going to be vulnerable to green kryptonite, which would be a very interesting plot point in it the next be. movie. Maybe that he's maybe that he isn't fully invincible, but at the same time, uh, he's not vulnerable to not, that. Yeah, yeah. So that would be interesting. Um, so, so in case you care about the plot to this movie. We could recap it very quickly. I mean, the, the yeah. plot plot, not just the Superman and Lois plot. Right. Um, Lex wants to... Uh, well, let's, let's get back. Uh, <laughs> Lex finds this Fortress of Solitude. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, gets out of jail early through some devious dealings, finds the Fortress of Solitude, mm-hmm. steals the crystals. Steals the crystals. Um, then finds some kryptonite and uses the crystals to, uh, with just a tip of a crystal, creates a big rock and some water. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he figured out that... Oh, I guess because when they bonded with the ice and they created the ice fortress, right? They, he figured right. out and, that they bonded. And he with learned. Stuff. So he, when he was in the fortress oh, right. of solitude, he turned on the the machine, <laughs> the and, and and Jarrell told him everything. Uh, so his right. evil plot, which is sort of silly, but his evil plot, which is not so different from the first movie, I was going to say that, um, I was say is to that. create a second continent, a new continent that I read that it was supposed to be called New Krypton, and I didn't ever hear him say that in the movie. Um, but in the review, several reviews, it's... It, Maybe it's on the map. Must be. Oh, I did, I bet But it I is. couldn't read it. But it is. Because it was right. in 3D. <laughs> uh, right. Um, so he's going to create this new continent that eventually, because it has to grab its minerals from somewhere to build itself, is going to destroy North America. Right. And it'll be all this new land, but it'll be alien technology as mm-hmm. well. And he's going to sell it and get rich, and that's his evil plan. And so his more evil plan, though, is to... Um, impregnate it with kryptonite right. so that Superman can't stop him. Right. So it's evil land, evil land mass, which is why Superman has to get rid of it. He can't just break it up into little pieces. Right. It actually has to be But some off, falls off, off into right. the ocean. Right. Which is interesting. There were like about a million and one things in here that were little plot bunnies for next movies and stuff. Well, and all kinds of stuff. I'm wondering, how is it that Superman, with a shard of kryptonite in him, I mean, I know he gives and gets supercharged by the sun, <laughs> flies back down, and lifts a giant uh, kryptonite meteor or landmass into the, su- the 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 sky. He was pissed off. I, I guess, <laughs> right? But 
at the end we see that he, it's obviously affected him and he yeah. falls back to earth and into Central Park. Uh, or <laughs> yes. Whatever it's called. Metropolis. Metropolis, Metropolis they call Park. it Middle Park. Middle Park. <laughs> uh, and, almost, and dies, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah. Flatlines. But how did he manage to, <laughs> to lift it up into the atmosphere, out of the atmosphere with kryptonite poking into it? I don't know. I, I guess that's something we just have to think is even even Superman can overcome the, you know, his one weakness. It, it, it matters. Yeah. Um, the one scene in the movie that I really did not like because I felt it was overkill was the scene in which he he finally confronts Lex on the Kryptonite Island. Yeah. And and Lex's evil non-white henchman mm-hmm. um, kicked the shit out of right. him. It just went on a little bit too long, and it was like, you know, okay, you've proven your point. I don't think we need it. It For me, it felt very gratuitous by the end of that scene. Yeah. It wasn't... So I remember the time when Clark gets beat up after yeah. in the second movie, yeah, after in, he in becomes bar, human. Right? He, he gets beat up in the bar, and that didn't seem as gratuitous. No, it didn't. This one just seemed like, okay, we've got to see Superman nearly beat to death. Now, the very end of that scene, I jumped. When, yeah. when Lex takes a shard of kryptonite yeah. and stabs him in the, the kidney or whatever, yep. the lung. That was good. I just... Uh, it was shocking. You know, it was really shocking. Yeah. You don't expect it to happen. I, um, but there were a couple, so I don't, I don't want to voice them really as complaints, but um, it seemed like those Star Trek episodes where you think the Enterprise is going to blow up, and it's like, <laughs> okay, the Enterprise is not going to blow up, right. and Jean-Luc Picard is not going to die, right. and Lois and her family are not going to drown. Right. They're not going to drown. I'm right. sorry. There's no suspense in that scene for me at, no, all. Not at all. It's like, how are they going to get saved? That's the only thing. Right. And it, it was also, to a lesser extent, the case when Superman is injured. It's like, okay, I don't really think they're going to kill him in here. Something might happen. I really don't think they're going to kill him in this movie. Yeah. So it... It Although I was some suspense for me. I, see, I had a little suspense with that. Um, I would assume that they wouldn't just bring Brandon Ruth, this like hunk of a man, to star <laughs> in this new role and then kill him off. But at the same time, oh, we're in a parking lot. Yeah, so we're gonna at the Bard Station. There's a little bit of noise here. <laughs> I'm gonna roll my window up. That's better. Yeah. Um, so at the same time, we see Son of Superman, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it became completely plausible that they would kill off. Superman, mm-hmm. and that his son could be the next movie. I, at least for a, a, a few minutes, I was willing to accept that that could actually happen, and was scared that Superman was actually going to die. Although when they do try and um, you know put needles in him yeah. and ele- uh, defibrillate him, it doesn't work. You know he's still <laughs> invincible. So I think that was our clue that he's not going to. He's not going to die. I didn't think kick so. The bucket. So I I thought. That could have been handled a little bit better. I mean, the, the whole Lois in danger thing was like, oh, okay, they're going to get rescued somehow. Right. They're not going to die. But, but that's kind of iconic as well, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, now I, I have to, to, to quibble about one other thing. So there's a scene when um, Lois is hot on the trail of um, Lex Luthor, although she doesn't know it at the time. And she goes to this mysterious house and she's going to ask some questions. And she takes her kid with her trespassing onto this boat that's there and I thought oh and leaves her cell phone behind and leaves her cell phone behind in her beautiful party dress that she's wearing to go accept her Pulitzer <laughs> Prize that really did not ring no. true to me at all like what parent is going to take their kid into an unknown situation like yeah. that when there's nobody else around yeah. without their cell phone in a potentially dangerous situation although even Lois though I, I think uh, that that's what they were trying to communicate and maybe they went too far was that Lois is just she's a reporter at heart and like you said, her career was more important yeah. than Richard's, her, her fiancé's, even more important than her son's well-being. 
I, I think know. that's what they were trying to communicate. I Maybe they so. went too far with I, it. I, I just don't feel like for any parent that they, they especially a parent who loves their kid as she right, does. I right. mean, she does not treat him like an accessory. She clearly loves him more than anything. Yeah. And just that made me uncomfortable because it, it didn't quite seem right. Although, of course, as I'm watching it, I was like, okay, here comes the Lois and her kid in danger sequence. Right. Well, we knew they got on the boat somehow, and I guess from the preview, and I. Yeah. That's that's. I was surprised that she's gonna walk on. I thought he would have captured her, knowing that that was Superman's other weakness or something. But no, sort of happened. So, big question: Is Superman gay or is Superman Jesus? What do you think? Well, he's definitely a gay icon. He may, he may not be gay. He is in love with Lois, and we see that. Um, and I think that through Richard, we even see a little bit. Um, of the gay icon, not that Richard is in love with him, but the way he idolizes him mm-hmm. by the end, you know, he, he, uh, the, his, his look at Superman and Superman's lifting them out of the water. And, um, I think that definitely the gay icon, I don't see the Jesus thing so much. Um, I guess the rebirth, you know, the second coming, uh-huh. I get that a little bit, but otherwise it, it doesn't ring true that that true for me. I thought there was some pretty heavy religious icon re happening in there, like him when he has to go back up to get charged by the sun, and you know, mm-hmm. there he is, like like in his <laughs> Jesus pose with the light coming right. on him, and then when he comes back down and the clouds open. You know what's up funny? And- <laughs> so I just thought, um, you know how with in Batman, several times in the movies and the comics, the bat plane or whatever, uh, oh, bat plane, mm-hmm. I feel like it, the bat wing, um, flies up. And, and stops at the moon and then flies back uh-huh. down, right? Parts the clouds. And Superman flies up and has the sun as his background. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's actually kind of an interesting um, use of the sun and Superman, which I hadn't ever... They, they did a lot more of the sun charging Superman. You know, I was thinking about was that. Because nice. that was much later in, in the Superman yeah. mythos, right? In the first movie, they didn't mention that kind of stuff at all. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't really become part of the, the, the science behind Superman until much, much later. Um, but they do call him Savior in a number of times. And oh, right. That That's scene, a good point. You know, that when, when he and Lois are talking and, and about, she's written an article called um, Why the World Doesn't Need Superman. And she says, we don't need a savior. Yeah. And he says, but I hear people calling for one every day. Yeah. I hear everything. And that was, that was pretty overt. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can almost hear the article on Time Magazine, why, why the world doesn't need God. Yeah, yeah. Why the world doesn't it's need like Jesus. that. And then, after, while this is happening, it's like he is God because he's everywhere, right? Yeah. He's in, they say it. They say he's in New York. Yeah. and No, they don't say New York. They say Metropolis and Gotham. They said <laughs> right. Gotham. That was funny. And uh, Tokyo and Sydney, helping people and stopping crime all over the world, everywhere at once. Yeah. Just like God. Like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just didn't want to see it. Maybe I equate Superman with more, more than the the mythology of God, mm-hmm. right? I think he he signifies otherworldliness, mm-hmm. and you know, therefore smashes Christianity in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see, I, I see that he's sort of he's a savior in a way. Uh, I got the. The gay icon more. The bulge was there. We have to say, like, you never saw Christopher Reeve. Uh, Christopher Reeve's, like, bulges. Flat and, and, you know. He had bulges everywhere. Very Kendall. Muscles, chest, legs, package. (laughs) 
It was definitely there. It wasn't as big as I think. So I had heard this rumor um, that at least for the posters, mm -hmm. they had to digitally de-emphasize de yeah. his bulge. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was um, Brian Singer just trying to make the character seem more real. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a man. <laughs> he's got manly parts. He is Superman. <laughs> yeah, there was one scene where it was huge, and I'm forgetting <laughs> where, but it was just the angle and the lighting and... Because in the rest of them, it's it's there a little bit, but uh -huh. yeah. And they do shoot him from the waist up in a number of scenes. Yeah. Those boots were something else, the man. The boots were actually <laughs> cool. I'm wondering, like, where he got those. <laughs> I think he went to, like, a disco store and had them take a pair of disco boots and just cut them down a right. little bit. <laughs> Although, mixed with maybe a little bit of, uh, and not goth, but European something, like... They, they, oh, they remind me of these boots that people wear to Burning Man all the time. And they're these really expensive leather boots you can buy. And they're like, they have a three or four inch lift on them. Really? And, and guys wear them mostly because wow. they're these huge things that weigh tons. But they look awesome. And, you know, you wear them with like a leather kilt or whatever. Uh, um, and they look like those to me. Wow. Maybe that's what they were modeled on. Probably. Because just the, the chunkiness of the mm -hmm. boot and the, the stylishness and how it goes up and has some buckles. and. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to say that the I liked his new suit also. Mm -hmm. I think it looked cool. Did you notice that in the scene when they're on the kryptonite island, the water was beating on his, his cape? So it's clearly made of like latex or right. something. That was interesting. I think that is interesting. I liked the cape a lot more than I liked any of the capes ever. It was cool. It was nice. And, I, you know, while he's flying, it's obviously um, computer generated. But when he's standing there, it's just a nice looking cape. It looks cool. And I like how they richened up the red, yeah. made it a little darker, made the yellows darker, and the, I guess the blue is a little more royal or something. But overall, good job with the, the suit, good. I thought. Um, the texture of his costume was sort of interesting, yeah. and um, it, it reminded me immediately that um, when I was watching Spider-Man 2 on the disc that you loaned me, I watched all of the extras because mm -hmm. I was so obsessed with it, <laughs> and they had a whole hour practically on the making of the Spider-Man costume. Huh. and. Um, part of what they did was talk about the different fabrics that they used and what they actually settled on for the Spider-Man costume was very similar to the Superman costume. It was sort of a mesh look on top mm -hmm. that was laid over whatever the spandex or what yeah. underneath it. So that's very much the in thing in superhero costumes. Well, also I thought that what they did with Superman's costume was what they did similar to what they did with um, Batman Begins and with the Batsuit. It was much, it was just much meatier. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed much more substantial. You could believe that a bullet wasn't going to pierce that for right, some reason. Right. Um, and it didn't when the guy with the Gatling gun was Yeah, it was just bouncing, bouncing right off, off of him. That was cool. That was very cool. I um, like the raised emblem. Yeah. It was nice. It was a nice was touch as well. Overall. And, and again, just can't... So the suit was perfect. Really nicely brought up to date. And it fit well on him. Yeah. He, they made a good choice. I'm sure he went to the gym a lot. Uh, <laughs> but but also just, he had the right look. Yeah. He was Clark Kent. He was Clark Kent. He was Superman. Mm -hmm. uh, everything for, for me pulled off. Now, I thought Lois Lane, whether it was a wig or a really bad dye job and a perm, because, you know, Kate Bosworth doesn't have hair like that. Yeah. Uh, you could actually see in the front a little bit where yeah. her hairline was. It didn't look quite right. No. Yeah. Eh, you know. But minor. They had to pick someone that was young so that if they do th two or three more movies, she'll, she'll <laughs> she age won't be well. <laughs> so, do you know how many they're planning on doing? No, I haven't heard anything about additional movies being written. Um, 
No, but I'm sure Singer will stay on for all of them. I would imagine so. This is this is his character, if I've ever seen it. I can't imagine this isn't going to be successful. Right. Although, now, I have to say, I thought the pacing of the movie was a little weird. Yeah. It felt like um, there was, like, the the big bang at the beginning when he comes back and saves right. the plane, and then we see the plot development with the evil Lex plan, and then he foils the evil Lex plan. But then there was, like, what, another 20 minutes of the movie where he almost, where, dies. Where he almost dies, and then he comes back, and he's kind of sorting out what's happening with Lois. And, and that went on for a really long time, and, and it just felt like, not really overlong, but, but like it, it was another story that was starting to go in a different direction. So I think that, for me, what that tells me or shows is that Brian Singer and the other two writers uh, or creators really are drawing off the classic Superman. And what did classic super- Superman have? He had Lex Luthor and he had Lois. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was a really a story about, you know, he's returning, so that's the, the twist, but it's still a story about Superman and Lois, and it's still a story about Superman and Lex. Mm-hmm. Um, a little less so with the Superman and Lex thing. But uh, n- unlike the comics of the maybe 80s, 90s, and, and recent, where Superman is fighting Darkseid and Doomsday and all the rest of these horrible people, like that's not what this Superman is about. Mm-hmm. He's about solving or tackling human problems Mm -hmm. he's i I, i'm trying to remember exactly how uh, someone put it once but it was that batman is the peak of human uh physical and mental uh evolution right he's taking his body and his mind to the furthest the most amazing capabilities that the that the mind and body have for a human and and superman obviously not human he's alien but he represents uh the perfect or the 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 most evolved human morality mm-hmm. um, and philosophy. So, he, and, it, and it takes an alien to be able to really embody that the most. And, you know, an alien raised here. And, and I really see that in this movie. He just, he is everything that's good and, and true about humans and the world. And I thought it was funny when, um, when uh, Perry White says, you know, truth, justice, and all that other stuff. stuff yeah, that was instead good. Instead of the American way. That was good. And I think what that says to me is that the Superman, at least this this new movie and, and um, the character in general, is... He, he belongs to the world. Mm-hmm. He, sure, he lives in Metropolis. Metropolis is in the U.S. And most all of the plot lines of any movie are going to take place in the U.S. But um, he does belong to the world. And he stands for something bigger than just... Uh, the U.S. and the American way, and maybe it was not so great to say the American way given current political mm-hmm. situation. But um, I, I just thought that was an interesting thing to because that, that I think that's from either the comics or the movie, the Truth, Justice, and the American Way. I'm not sure if they did that um, in the comics or whether that was developed um, for like the radio show and mm-hmm. then the TV show afterwards. It might have been. That's I would true. have to check that. Either way, I think that it was interesting. Just one of the yeah. additional ways that they played back off of the existing lore and yet tweaked it a little yeah, bit yeah. and made it fun and interesting <laughs> it was a little cheesy but kind of cute when there's the picture that jimmy's taken <laughs> yes. and it's really bad it's look no it's a bird no a plane and then clark walks in oh hi clark <laughs> yeah that was good that was <laughs> very cute funny. but but a little cheesy um i was thinking a lot about kingdom come while we were watching mm-hmm. this because that th- that part about superman coming back is very yeah. very strong part of kingdom oh, come boy. and and i thought um 
it was it was similar even though the worlds are very very different so in kingdom come it's it's becoming almost a dystopia where all the superheroes are, are beating the crap out of each other and, and things aren't really good for regular humans but everybody is glad to see superman come yeah. back for the same reasons you were just and, talking about and similar to what happens in this movie he he's he somewhat inspires uh in kingdom come he inspires this new wave of of well, he really inspires the old guard, but even some of the new wave heroes to to stand up and do what's right yeah. instead of just do because they do whatever they want because they can. Because they can, and, yeah. and, and you get that a little bit in this movie. Um, people start clapping, and it's all about Superman's back and why the world needs Superman, and 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 you get that that he really symbolizes uh, mm-hmm. goodness and being good to one another and helping and saving and. Yeah, I, I thought that that was really a nice, uh, a nice touch, and, and you even see Lois melt back into that. Yeah, yeah. Through, throughout the course of the movie, um, there was one little scene that I thought was just so good, um, and I forget what when it happened in the movie, but it's just uh, right after he does come back, and it's it sort of looks like late afternoon in Metropolis, and people are walking down the street, and you see just a little kid, and he looks up, and it's Superman is kind of flying by, but not too fast, mm-hmm. and and everybody kind of turns and looks, and I thought. Wow, imagine like if that was real life and you could actually be walking down the street yeah. of your city and, and see Superman flying over your head like that. Like, wow, I thought the way it was filmed, because the camera would, angle was very low from the child's point of view, and it really gave me that sense of wonder, like what it would be like to see somebody flying right. through the air and know that it was Superman and that he had come back. And That was cool. I that, think just, that made me so happy. One of the reviews I read, and I think it was the Chronicle, that one of their criticisms was that uh, that this movie, unlike X-Men and unlike Batman Begins, and even unlike Spider-Man, this movie doesn't make you feel like this could really happen. Like this, mm-hmm. that he could be in a real city, that it's it's a little borderline surreal. It is, it's, totally. It's imaginary. But I think that that's supposed to be that way. Yeah. I yeah. don't find that to be a criticism of the movie as much as that's just how Metropolis, I mean, Metropolis is supposed to be this beautiful city on the on the yeah. bay or whatever um i thought that was good because x-men even though sure you know mutants I mean, maybe they do exist but um <laughs> <laughs> you know they make it a pretty they, they integrate it pretty well into current political situations yeah. and everything and you can believe that they're like they're they're holed away in this mansion mm-hmm. uh with batman begins and spider-man they're human um but superman isn't and i think that that's Part of what we ha- what makes it a little imaginary or magical mm-hmm. is that he is this being from another That's planet. That's true. I think that that is just the word. It is magical, and mm-hmm. I always felt that the first movie was magical, yeah. and this captures so much of that magic, that enchantment, and just wonder and yeah. awe that you get at that. And uh, it's so good. So, so uh, you know, Green Lantern is my favorite character and has been for many years. But I grew up loving Superman. Mm-hmm. He probably for the until I was about 10 and really discovered the Green Lantern at the time, Superman was, I, I, you know, I dreamed of flying. I had the Superman outfit that I was, I think I was that for Halloween for a couple years, uh, full on with the black hair, you know, paint and everything. And I had the boots, the red galoshes and the, the cape. I mean, I loved Superman. I used to draw Superman all the time. And this reminded me of why mm-hmm. i think that the third and fourth movies probably did away with <laughs> ever and and then all the, the places the comics took his character um just it, it just seemed to get away from mm-hmm. the the classical superman and this brings it right back mm-hmm. this is 
he, he just stands, this uh, Brennan Ruth and, and Brian Singer's creation really stands for everything that the classical Superman did. Yeah. And you know, another interesting thing that, uh, you know, so the original Superman didn't fly. Right. He just leaped. And I thought that original, uh, or the initial flashback sequence where yeah. he's jumping and he's leaping, you know, tall cornfields, um, was a nice it was. It uh, was good. allusion to that. It was good. It was also, a, a, for me, a little thrilling in the credits, which they did in the style of the original mm-hmm. Superman movie. Of course, to see Siegel and Schuster's name up there. Mm-hmm. I was like, yay! I mean, it just, yep. there's so much history behind it when you see their names. I don't know. I, I just, I like that. It makes me happy to see that. <laughs> Especially knowing the story of what it took for them to get credited on the original movie, right. too. How long it took them and... You know, the fact that the, the producers at that time were just willing to, to <laughs> not even really give them credit for it. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I think that this movie, while appealing to different sensibilities uh, than Batman mm-hmm. and Batman Begins, accomplishes the same thing. It, re, it relaunches yeah. a lost um, movie franchise. I totally agree. Um, with Batman, you had the first couple that everyone feels are fantastic. Although I watched the uh, Joker one, the mm-hmm. very first one. And I have to say it's pretty awful. <laughs> like Tim Burton, sure. He's great. And he can, he, he did a really good job at the time, but they aren't as timeless. Uh, maybe they will come back in, but <laughs> the, the penguin one and Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman. Okay. And then the next, was it one or two? I think it's two. I'm trying to remember the villains. Uh, so there's Mr. Freeze. Oh, there's, there are two because it's two face and, um, Riddler. And then, it's uh, Mr. Freeze and, and Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. Um, those were just bad. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed them because I'm able to turn off my uh, critical mind and enjoy stupid, campy stuff. But those were bad. And then the last two Superman movies were bad. They were bad. So people wrote them off, both mm-hmm. those characters. And I felt that Batman Begins with Christian Bale, who was also hot, and uh, now Superman with Brandon Ruth. I, I really feel like it's launching a new... Uh, era. Okay. Next Superman movie. Yeah. What's going to happen? Well, if the kid doesn't play into it somehow, <laughs> that's, they're just toying with us. And But they could do that. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, right? We've already, so if we're believing that one and two mm-hmm. uh, happened and then now this one, um, it can't be Zod and crew. Mm-hmm. It could be Brainiac, right? That is my guess. I was s- thinking about Brainiac in the Smallville, whole time. Uh, the most recent season had James mm, Marsters, I want to say is his name, Master, not Mar- uh, Marsters, the um, Spike from Buffy. Uh, he is playing Brainiac, uh-huh. and what they've done with it is really interesting. Um, he he ends up being Clark's uh, professor at Smallville U or whatever. Um, he also interfaces with Lex a little bit. Um, he, he can take a sliver, he turns into this black metal or silver metal, silver kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And if he, he gets it in Clark and Clark goes crazy, like loses his mind. Um, but the, the liquid effects and all of that are really good. Um, so I think that's one way they could go. Brainiac mm-hmm. is the clear next choice. I think there are all kinds of different things they could do. Lex Luthor, obviously, uh, has to play a part. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny how he always somehow is stranded somewhere, whether <laughs> yes. it's prison or an island or whatever. Um, but I could see Lex Luthor capitalizing on Brainiac, much like he tried to do with Zod and, and mm-hmm. crew. Um, I could see him trying to capitalize on Brainiac's arrival. Um, and obviously with Zod and the rest where they just 
dealt with Luther because mm-hmm. they needed a human ambassador. Brainiac may be doing the same thing to get to Superman mm-hmm. and then tossing Lex aside. Um, the other the other thing they could just do, right, is not bring in any additional foes and, and just have it be another Lex Luthor battle. I think that might get a little tired, which is why they did it in the second movie. Yeah. Can't do too much. I think that's why it gets old in the or got old in the comics after thirty years or whatever, and they had to bring in Doomsday and Darkseid and all the rest. But of it them. did take thirty years. It's true. <laughs> when did I don't know when Lex Luthor came in, but pretty early on. I, I mean, for a long for a while, and I think um, Superman was just fighting regular crime, but then they had to start mm-hmm. giving him more. Um, powerful foes. Yeah. As his powers increased, yeah. his foes' powers needed to increase as well. You know what I think is an um, interesting parallel is Lex Luthor somewhat uh, his dis- uh, dislike for Superman and hatred for Superman. Really, it's hard to tell whether he hates Superman because um, Superman always foils his plots. Or if he actually hates Superman because Superman is this alien and and in the comics and in the cartoons, they actually play that up quite mm-hmm. a bit. Lex feels that humans should be left to their own and not mm-hmm. have superpower intervention. Um, I feel that that's similar to how in the X-Men, the humans come to a point where they don't want mm-hmm. mutants to be interfering and constantly saving the day. Uh, so Lex almost represents uh, human uh, will against against alien will, really, or alien intervention. Well, it was interesting, the take they did on it in this movie, that he, um, while representing that point of view, decided that he was going to co-opt the alien Mm -hmm. technology to kind of bring it to a level playing field. Right. Well, or what's really funny is you're wondering, is he going to build a supercontinent and rule the world? He's supposed to sell it. Yeah, yeah. And be rich. Well, because he's Lex. (laughs) But but it's it's cool that they still keep true to that. He doesn't... Um, and it's it's similar in Smallville, but in Smallville the character is a little more power hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does he already has millions and billions of dollars. And now he just always wants to get the one up on mm-hmm. you know Superman mm-hmm. eventually. But uh, I thought yeah I thought that it was interesting that they made that play. I, I was surprised he didn't destroy the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, me too. I think that maybe signals that he doesn't actually hate. Superman for being Superman mm-hmm. as much as he wants to be rich and Superman always foils his plots. Uh, so in Smallville right now Lex and, and Lana have a thing going. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering you know, are we going to see any of that with Lex and, and Lois? Uh-huh. In, really that is a weakness of Superman's mm-hmm. and he doesn't really exploit it in this movie. He has her, mm-hmm. but I don't think he has her because he thinks that Superman was going to come and he can capture him that way. Um, but I can see that happening in the next movie. Yeah. I, or be, The Sun. It'd be interesting if Lana was in the next movie. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah? I would like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, that was in, what, the third movie? Second movie? Third, I think. Third? Maybe even fourth. He goes back for his high school reunion, and, mm-hmm. and it's Annette O'Toole who then plays... His mom on Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is such a small world, such a small circular world. Smallville world. Smallville world. <laughs> okay, do we have things we need to say to wrap this up? What uh, can we say so far? I'll just say wow again. I, I'm definitely going to go see it again with um, a separate group of people this weekend, the long weekend, because it's worth it. it I, I 
I am happy this movie came out because I enjoyed X-Men and we definitely raved about it on our, our podcast. Um, I saw it again and, you know, once or twice is enough. It, it, it was lacking in all the ways we said that it was, um, while still enjoyable. This, while the pacing was a little slow, just, it had, I mean, I was, I, all those uh, visceral reactions were there for, in this movie that I did not have in X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of excited when Storm flew and things like that, but there there was just more of it. And, and part of that was, some, uh, one thing we didn't talk about is the cinematography. Oh, man. It was a really pretty movie. It was. It looked Beautifully great. shot, panning views. Color. Color Use was Use of color, vivid. stunning. Yeah. So I think that props to uh, Brian Singer. Yeah. I just have to say that. He did a great job. He... he I can't imagine another director that could have done it this well. I was, I was impressed. And interesting, he worked with um, Kevin Spacey again. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Spacey, of course, being in Usual Suspects, which was one of Brian Singer's mm-hmm. very first big mm-hmm. smashes. So it's kind of nice uh, tie in there for Singer and Spacey. Well, I agree. I thought it was really good. And I do want to see it again on a smaller screen <laughs> without the 3D. But if, if you get a chance to see it with the 3D, it's I think it's cool. well worth it. It was Definitely. pretty It was pretty cool. It wasn't just a trick. No. I think they actually took enough time. In fact, we were laughing at the end because we sat through the credits and we were thinking, that was pretty good. The credits went by pretty quickly. And then it came time for the IMAX 3D <laughs> credits, which took up like another minute of that names very, going across the screen. Full like, page. Jesus Christ. Look at all the people that they need to make this thing 3D. No one, And for 20 minutes. For 20 minutes. Yeah. For 20 minutes. They needed that many people to do it. The next one is going to be in full 3D. I guarantee you. Really? You think or so? I think they'll at least make a version that is. I think people are going to respond pretty well to the 3D That's in this one. Cool. All right. So the next one's coming out in what? Two years probably? Probably. I have to look check online. I haven't seen... So when Batman Begins uh, was so successful, mm-hmm. best mov- best-selling movie of the last year, or best opening weekend, um, it was already in talks that they were... The same people had been engaged to write mm-hmm. the, the, new, the script for the next one, um, which, of course, we're assuming involves the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one... I haven't heard anything like no, that. No, I haven't either. And, I mean, they were talking about Spider-Man 3 right after 2 came out. Right, and... Pirates of the Caribbean, they had already started writing the second script. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a little interesting. I think they were really... I, I'll bet the Warner execs were... is a toss-up. Is yeah. this going to be good? Is it not? Is it worth... I'm sure Brandon Ruth and the characters are all on a three-movie contract, mm-hmm. which is so common, but... Mm-hmm. I wanted to make one last comment about comparing Batman and Superman uh, movies. So, in this one, it's interesting that Superman uh, 3, shall we call it, follows on from the previous two. It really is Superman 1, 2, and then returns. With Batman Begins, it's a re- retelling, a rethinking. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the previous four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's going to be a whole new storyline. And and that's interesting that they were both, I feel, both so successful in recreating the characters in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, different directors, different well, writers, I guess. But. Yeah, well, I think that there was so much good in the first and second movies of Superman that yeah. they, they couldn't ignore right. that. They really just couldn't. It was too much. And... and as as maudlin as it sounded, I think that people were so attached to what Christopher Reeve had done. I mean, especially what happened now that he's dead, you know. Right. They, they couldn't just toss that out because right. it would have offended too many people. One last thing. So, or maybe not last. Okay. Uh, so Wonder Woman is being written by Joss Whedon. And I think that with Batman's success and Superman, whether it's a 
a wild success like Batman was, or whether it's just kind of good. Although it is July Fourth weekend, mm-hmm. what are pe- what else are people going to go see? <laughs> Pirates isn't out till next weekend. Um, I think this could be really launching the relaunching the DC, the DC Comics character. The way Marvel movies. has been relaunched, yeah. 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 Um, and so I'd like to, I, I'm, I'm excited to see the the Wonder Woman script uh, or hear the leaks about it because I think Joss is fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I don't really know who else from DC they would go about. Um, but there are plenty. Aquaman, well, maybe. Well, the Aquaman TV that, series. TV series, but yeah. it got ditched. Flash, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that we're going to see a lot more of the DC characters come about now, much like we saw Punisher and Daredevil and Elektra and all the rest of them. Ghost Rider. Ghost <laughs> oh. I okay. can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see it just because it's going to be so bad. Like, it cannot be good, right? I don't think it can we be said any it last good time. I think I'll say it because it, I remember it so vividly. We were sitting for the previews, and there were kids all around us for um, X Men, and the Ghost Rider preview came on, and the little kid next to me says, "That looks terrible." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, it does. So, uh, but yeah, we should go see it. We should. Pan it. It'll be really good. Okay, so the final word on Superman Returns. It was great. Go see it. Fantastic. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs>